Well, um, let's, let's look at the Word of God. Let's get right into the Word of God. Amen. I love the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look. First of all, let's go quickly. And I want to show you something here. Hallelujah. Praise. The, go be to Exodus, the 34th chapter. Exodus. You know, we are in the season of the 50th days going up to um, Pentecost, which is coming May 31st. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know, in Exodus 34, I, I may not finish it today, but I know when to finish it. Wednesday. Hallelujah. Amen. Exodus 34, verse 27. And the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Write thou these words, for after the tenure of these words I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. Verses 28. And he was there with the Lord forty days. And forty nights he did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tablets of the word the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And then, of course, we find out that he came off that mountain, and the glory of the Lord was upon his, shone upon his face. And notice this: forty days he was with the Lord, but when they left Egypt. To this scene, it was actually 10 days. So all together was 50 days. And so quite interesting is that Pentecost in the Hebrew means 50th. So from resurrection to Pentecost, it's 50 days. So in the process of those 50 days, there's a waiting time. There's two harvests. There's one of barley, and there's one of harvest. The children of Israel were commanded by Moses. In fact, if you read later on, furthermore, you'll see that the children of Israel were to bring in the barley harvest to Jerusalem. And then they were to go and wait for the harvest of the wheat. So two types of, of harvest. Say with me, barley... And harvest. I want you to get this because this has significant meaning. Barley and harvest. So in the process of harvesting barley, you've got to plant seed to harvest wheat. So in the process, you're waiting. You're waiting. You can't do anything within the, in between of those two times. So that's where you get the 50 days. 50 days of waiting. It's quite interesting We've been taking social distancing. We've been having staying at home instructions. Uh, yesterday, literally people were out for the first time, I believe Friday, some restaurants opened up and some places opened up. But nevertheless, there is still a pause moment as Pastor Christine preached. Can you, re you remember when Pastor Christine preached about that? This is a crazy temporary norm. It is crazy. 
Uh, you may say it is very difficult because social distancing, we, we made an F in social distancing. And I know sometimes I want to go hug people. I, I miss all of y'all. I want to go hug y'all. But we've gathered a new form of hugging around here. We do this from, from afar. We do this from afar. Hallelujah. Amen. And so uh, my son the other day, I went to go see him. And I wanted to hug him. And I literally forgot. Uh, and, and I was going to him. He said, Dad, 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 Dad. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It, it, is, it is a temporary crazy norm. Everybody's wearing masks. Yesterday, Pastor Christine and I got out to Academy. We were wearing masks. Amen. I was wearing a mask. And, and I just didn't like that thing. Didn't like it, people everywhere. You know, listen, wearing a mask, few people at a time going into the stores. I had to stand in the line to get into academy. And I was counting people as people were coming out, they were going in. And I think five people got out and that guy forgot to call me in. And I said, five. He said, <laughs> hey man, all I wanted was your shoes. It took me five minutes to go in and buy me some shoes. No huggy, no shaking hands. We're, we're huggers, man. I like to shake hands. Then you had to keep six feet apart from each other. That's a crazy norm. One guy had a ruler in his belt. So whenever he came across, he just took that ruler out. <laughs> and I said, hey, that's a good idea. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Might as well go 10 feet if you got a ruler. Everybody looking at each other like, do you have the germ? You should see people in the mall or, or in the store. We went, I was in the vegetable area. Quite interesting. Everybody's touching vegetables, but then everybody has masks on. Amen. And one lady bumped into me. She looked at me like, do you have the germ? <laughs> All like I could have went, boo. <laughs> she probably would have ran. Hallelujah. Amen. But see, those are temporary norms. Yes, it's strange. But you know what, really? Could it be the new norm? Washing hands every, every time you touch something, that's, that's great, isn't it? I met Pastor Christine and I are always washing our hands now. I mean, it's amazing. My steering wheel has always been washed. The other day, <laughs> the other day Pastor Christine was, was just cleaning my steering wheel. I said, what you doing? She said, well, you touch the gas pump. Well, I wear gloves. That's just it, your, your steering wheel. All righty, hallelujah, amen. Just wash the whole truck. Hey, hallelujah, amen. But yet, besides that, have you ever noticed people are staying at home? Schools are at home. Family times and family dinners. Families at the park together now. Playing chess, playing whatever, games. Housewives are pulling their hair like saying, please go back to school, go back to work. Husband, husband just doesn't know what to do. He wishes he was in the fishing hole somewhere. Amen. It, it, it is the new norm. But in the process of that, what is God doing? I think about it. What is he doing? What is he doing in your life? I love it when, when I see children learning how to ride bikes. My, 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 do, my granddaughter learned how to ride a bike in this, in this quiet pause moment. Her daddy took her out to the street and she rode a bike. I looked at my wife and I went, so what's the matter? I wanted to teach her how to ride a bike. But that's her father. I said, yeah, I know. 
but I want to do it too. It's exciting when you see somebody ride a bike for the first time. Amen. You remember? Do you remember riding the bike for the first time? I remember my, my training wheels came off and here we go. Hit the tree. Boom. <laughs> and my dad laughed and I had a headache. But, but remember, that's significant. So I want to tell you some things that I, I believe what all this is happening, what it represents. And I want you to take notes and I want you to really focus on these things. What does all this represent, Pastor? It's not about a virus, although that is the, the, the thing that triggered everything to take place. But if you remove the virus out of the way and, and everything out of the way, you're going to find the core of the things that should be the way they should be. Amen? Now, now I will get a little old-fashioned, but I believe old-fashioned is still good. Mama spending more time with children. Say with me, amen. amen. Now, I'm going to really step on some toes right now. Fathers spending more time with their wives and their children. Amen. Come on, say with me, amen. amen. Families eating together around the dinner table on Sunday. They're tired of their iPads. They, they burnt themselves out. They're tired of iPads, tired of cell phones. They're tired. Kids, eyes are crossed. Mama, let's just talk. <laughs> Parents working with their children doing homework now instead of the school. Daycares. Uh, parents finding ways to take care of the children instead of the daycares. You say, nah, I know some daycares still open, but, you know, those are some that just can't stay at home. They got important jobs. But something has happened all around in this process that Pastor Christine saw as the pause moment. The moment to really think about what's going on. But you know what? I, I believe what it represents, it represents a physical provision taking place for all of us. You know why I say it's a provision, a physical provision? Because see, at, the Pente at, the, at Pentecost, remember, the Feast of Weeks. Remember, in Jerusalem, when they were up the, in the upper room, Pentecost was a festival. It was the Feast of Weeks. Millions of Jewish people from all the countries, cities came to Jerusalem to bring in their harvest so that it could be sacrificed. The priest had much to do. As we talked about Wednesday, there was an aroma in the air of meat being sacrificed, bread being baked. There was so much grain in the city, so much wheat and barley. We're going to get to that later on. But, but think about the people that lived in Jerusalem, how their wealth came by that festival. If you lived in Jerusalem, you would set up a shop and sell burritos. Amen. You would find ways to fix, I don't know, to do whatever, whatever. Think about anything. Wash the donkeys like a car wash. Amen. I don't know. Feed the donkeys. Do something. You would make a lot of money, a lot of money, provision. There were a lot of sales going on, a lot of things happening. In this time after the pause moment, like we're experiencing now, right now, the economy has been hit hard, but I believe it's going to jump so fast. <sighs> oh, yeah, you have some fear warriors out there. They're talking about the economy, this and that. But you know what? God 
is going to bless his people during this time. So could it be a turn for your provisions when, the Pente- when Pentecost comes? I'm talking about after the pause moment. Right now, we're, we're, they opened up church to a certain degree, malls to a certain degree, movies to a certain degree, places to a certain degree. So we're in phase one. Phase two is coming, then phase three. But, but, but I understand the phases. I understand how they work. You understand how they work. Come on, let's be patient for the phases. Let's be patient. But we also know something is happening spiritual to you and me during this process. Because it's quite interesting how it aligned itself during the Pentecost movement. We're going to celebrate Pentecost May 31st. That's the end of this month. And so the pandemic started right around this time. So we, we got to experience Passover during this pandemic. Everybody's putting blood outside. I mean, you know, uh, 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 curtains outside, signs outside. My daughter made a beautiful sketch that the blood of Jesus protects us home. We put it on our door. Pastor Christine put a real beautiful red scarlet curtain outside. And it looked good. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm seeing people put crosses out, uh, putting do not fear. I'm, I'm seeing things that it's literally, I'm telling you, I'm seeing people coming alive like never before. Believers are, are getting stronger in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm seeing people praying and believing in God. Uh, think about it. Have you been studying the Bible more? Have you been reading the Bible more during this pause moment or watching Gunsmoke? Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Even your pastor got off the TV. I haven't seen a show since this has been happening. I haven't been seen. I've been focusing on what God's been saying. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not exempt. It, I have, I'm in a pause moment too. I'm, I'm checking myself too. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and you know, so, so with this, as we head to May 31st. See, May 31st is just a recognition of what took place. Pentecost came. We're already living in Pentecost, you know that. We're baptizing the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues. Thank God for that, hallelujah. Amen, but we're going to celebrate it just like Christmas, just like resurrection, how, as we called Easter last week. We're going to celebrate it. Passover, uh, Passover we, we celebrated how the blood of Jesus delivered us, hallelujah, amen. His resurrection, which is Easter, which we call a resurrection. Resurrected, Jesus resurrected, hallelujah, amen. And now, thank God that Pentecost came. We got baptized with the Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues. We've been endued with power as a church. Hallelujah. And, and May 31st is just an anniversary of it. But it's quite interesting how it falls within the pause time, the natural pause time that we're in. What the devil meant for harm, God said, uh-huh, I'm going to turn it around for your glory. And it's going to be right in the time that you need it, church. So, I believe that this is going to celebrate something so wonderful. So I believe a physical provision is coming to the household of God. You remember when the last stalk of barley was cut in the harvest, there was a transition time. Nothing, nothing, nothing. No harvest, no harvest, a waiting period, an in-between moment. Look at me for a moment, everybody. Barley... The Jewish people had to prepare to bring to Jerusalem. And then during that time, there was a pause moment where they had to do nothing but wait for the harvest of wheat. Say with me, barley, wheat. Barley and wheat. That means so much. We're going to talk about that. So, I believe 
that as Pentecost arrives, many of us, many of you that are watching will feel a distant end. Listen to what I want to say. A distant end of their period of transition. It's going to end. Just like we're getting ready to move into a, a different phase as a country. Spiritually, there's a transition taking place. And I notice, I want you to look up here. Isn't that quite interesting, our vision? We spoke this vision way before. Vision, new visions, manifested power, <laughs> and all together, great change. There has been some great change. There has been some power added to the church. And there definitely is a transitional change to something new, which brings vision to our walk with God. Amen. I believe the source of your supply, and I'm saying this slowly so that you could hear it. The source of your supply that's going to be coming is going to look different, totally different than where you are right now. I think you're going to see a, a whole new type of crop in your walk. You're going to see something new, something way before this virus ever came. You're going to see something different in your walk with God. Why? Because, see, for you to experience a move of God during this pause moment and for you to get closer to God during this pause moment and for you to get in the Word more in this pause moment, it's going to produce in you something great. Can you say amen? Something wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. So say with me, provision is coming in my waiting time. Say it again. Provision is coming in my waiting time. It has to produce. The children of Israel needed the second harvest to come in, which was wheat. Barley was easy to bring in, but wheat was harder to bring in. Barley was for the poor man. Wheat was for the noblemen and kings and, and leaders and people that were wealthy. If you lived in Jerusalem, barley is all you had. You couldn't eat wheat bread or wheat tortillas or whatever it was. Hallelujah. Amen. It looked like tortillas to I me. Mean, they look round and just like a tortilla. Amen. So we have to realize it, 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 it's going to be different. I, I can't, I can only have a vision about the provision that God is going to give the oasis. I was telling DeMalo the other day, you know, there has been an increased anointing in this house. We sense the anointing uh, in this house like never before. I personally have sent, a, have sent a greater anointing on my walk, a greater one. It's almost like immediately God is answering things immediately in my walk. Prayer, this, that, hallelujah, amen. You have to now put it to work in your walk. Call things as they are not as though they are. Call those things. Speak the word of God. Speak life into your finances. Speak life into your family. Speak life into your property. Speak life into things. Activate the word of God now because provision, special provision is coming because of this pause moment. But yet within the Pentecost time, Pentecost, May 31st, spiritually, mark it, mark it, May 31st, something spiritual is going to start to usher in the greatest move of God into our walks. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm believing God. How many believe in with me? And you know what else it represents? Number one, what did it represent? 
provision? Y'all forgot already? Y'all said amen? <laughs> okay. Number one, it, it, it represents physical provision. Say it loud, loud. Number one, it represents physical provision. I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Number one, it represents physical provision. I want you to go home saying, thank you, Father, that my, my pause moment is producing something far greater. My physical provision is coming. It's already working now for me. Something's happened behind the scenes. God knows that this virus was there. Devil meant it for destruction. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people have died through this thing. Hundreds and thousands of people have died through this. And the devil thought he had it. He thought he had it. He thought he had it. But God says, I'm turning for the glory, for my glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Think about it. Now, we're not seeing how many people have came to the Lord for this, through this. But I can tell you what. We'll know down the road physically what took place spiritually to many believers. Hallelujah. We'll find out. Number two. I want you to write this down. I, I believe it represents revelation through God's words. Revelation. Pentecost commemorated God giving the law to Moses at Sinai. Sinai, remember that? Exactly 50 days following when God delivered them and parted the Red Sea and brought them through. Listen, it was only 10 days that God delivered them, and then it was another 40 days that God took Moses to the mountains. So altogether, it was 50 days. So in other words, when Moses got off that mountain, 50 days were completed, and yet God came and brought the word to them. They were murmuring. They were kind of wanting to go back into Egypt. They were co complaining about the future and what, what, what we're doing, how we're going to die. But yet through the love of God, he gave them the mercy and the grace to give them a plan to move forward. Come on. What was the plan? The promised land. Hallelujah. Amen. So I believe this, this pause moment, not only will it bring a physical provision, but also I believe it's going to represent, it's going to bring a revelation of God's word to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Think about revelation of God's word to you, like Moses coming out Mount Sinai, bringing the commandments, the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel, which today we represent, we hear, we study, we, we live by now God says by those 50 days of you waiting of you 50 days putting up with all the devil try to do by you uh, losing your jobs or getting furloughed can't go shopping uh, I don't know about shopping but anyway can't go shopping uh, and can't get out can't do your hair can't do your nails listen bunch of long-haired Christians in the house of God today hallelujah amen I gotta get a haircut mama said I'll do it so don't you dare <laughs> amen uh, I want my ears so uh, what the devil thought he can do in cripple a nation, the believers through this are getting the word of God in them. Hallelujah. How many can say amen to that? Hallelujah. How many can say, since this has been happening, Pastor, boy, you've been preaching good. I've been hearing good. I've been listening good. I've been hearing the word of God. I've been getting revelation. God's been speaking to me. I've been, hear I've been hearing God in my heart like never before. Hallelujah. Revelation coming off the mountain of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, it's producing revelation through God's word. Revelation through God's word. I'm excited. Physical provision. In fact, I, I, can I say this quickly? 
We haven't had a, uh, we started first, this church started first with a deficit. But since this pandemic, people have been giving. People have been tithing. People have been sowing. And not only that, personally, my personal provision uh, has been blessed. I <laughs> has been blessed. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I'm not talking about that stimulus coming around. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about blessings of God coming through ways. Hallelujah. Amen. This church sent a seed to another church that most of their people are on furloughs. And so they were raising funds. And guess what we did? Without you even knowing, we didn't ask you for any seed. We said the Oasis is going to send an offering to your people during this crisis. Honey, send them a check now. And we send it in the mail. Hallelujah. Amen. Through this time that the world says everybody's losing in this. I hear people say, well, you know, Pastor, how are your church doing? I mean, offerings are low. People are not giving. Well, that's how it started. But you know what? God, through it, caused the Christian believers to stand. Amen. PayPal has been ringing uh, like crazy. Thanksgiving has been going crazy. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a good thing. So that tells me revelation through God's word. Listen, listen. Have you noticed? How many pastors and churches are live streaming today? Pastors that didn't know anything about live streaming are now live streaming. I love it. People that we've been trying to encourage. My mother is preaching through live stream Facebook. She says, I don't know how they do it. They just put that camera in me and I just talk and the anointing gets on me. I said, Mama, are you touching the world? I am. Uh, you're all over the world, Mama. You're all over. People can just get on. Holy Ghost can bring people all over the world to watch you. And now she's preaching like she's been a televangelist all her life. <laughs> Amen. I love it, Holly. Amen. It's amazing. So what's going on? Revelations coming across the wire or through the. Airways. <laughs> so in other words, I believe it represents revelation of God's word. Now notice this. Now thirdly, this is so important also. Go with me to the book of Acts now. Thirdly, it represents the outpouring of God's spirit. Oh, Jesus, the outpouring of God's spirit. The outpouring of his presence. Oh, the outpouring of that you feel him. I feel the anointing so strong right now. It's the outpouring of God's presence upon his people. God loves his people. He doesn't like this coronavirus. He doesn't like them dying. Oh, he loves his people. It's a war that's taking place in the heavenlies. Angels are fighting for you right now. Devils are at war trying to destroy this nation or the world. But yet God and his angels are doing their work. And not only that, but you the believers are standing strong in the word of God. We had prayer meeting Friday, uh, last Sunday night, how we got after it, how we broke strongholds, how God had directed us to preach. I don't know about you, but listen, we've been Holy Ghost directed, Holy Ghost led how to pray. And I love that because we're sowing into our future. God is excited when people will pray through his spirit and be led by his spirit. Think about how many souls were saved uh, last Sunday as we prayed or during this week as 
as we're praying or, or during this time. Can you see what God is doing? Hallelujah. Heavenly, it, there's a heavenly warfare going on on earth. The body of Christ is praying and interceding. In the heavenlies, angels are warring. These, the Bible tells us they're warring. God is standing. Jesus is saying, I washed him with the blood. Hallelujah. I need the body to activate itself even more in these days. Hallelujah. Amen. So what does it represent? The third thing it represents was this outpouring of God's spirit upon us. I can feel the anointing like I never felt before. There's times where I would tell my wife, I said, honey, I sure miss those old days. Those old days of feeling the anointing so strong. But I'm telling you, that anointing is, is strong. We're starting to sense it greater. Listen to what it says in chapter 2. Are you there? Chapter 2, verses 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Now notice this. We're going to celebrate May 31st as Pentecost fully come. That's just an anniversary date. But here, it was actually taking place in Jerusalem. And when the day of 50th harvest was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. They were having church. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat on, upon each one of them. And they were all filled. Oh, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So in other words, what does it re represent? Jesus releasing a power upon believers the helper of the which is the holy spirit could come and and abide on them look at me for a moment everybody the holy spirit came and abide upon them holy spirit came and abided upon us now and the holy spirit came and abided on us and through us and it's working in us right now god's spirit is working on you right now god god the owner of heaven and earth the man the the person the the, the, the god the one that created heaven and earth he's living inside of you god he says for this is the temple of the holy spirit god resides in us hallelujah amen come on church can you say amen so what does he represent what does this represent in this pause moment Getting the power of God in you. Being more like God. And I'm going to say something, and I don't care if you misunderstand this, but I'm going to say something. You're like little gods. Oh, Pastor, you call yourself a God. Listen, if God is in me, then what does that make me? Powerful. Now, I'm not God. I'll never be God. You'll never be God. But you have something inside of you that is powerful. Come on, church. Coronavirus has to bow. And those bees have to bow. Come on, church. Amen. Things have to bow. Come on. Why do we live in fear? Now, wisdom is another thing. Obeying the... I want to I say something. You know, we have to obey the law of the land. There are a lot of people that are just ridiculous saying, well, we don't want a social distancing. We, 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 we don't want to wear those masks. We want to go back to work. Listen, it's not about that. It's about you disobeying. It's about you being disobedient. Just be patient. It's about being uh, disobedient. It's not about the mask. It's not about the plague. It's not about that. You're just outrageous a dummy. That's all it is. You see what I'm saying? 
these churches that say, well, we're not going to close door. We're going to just have church. You don't realize, pastor, you're being disobedient. You're just being disobedient. You, you may think this is faith, but it's disobedient because it says in the Bible, we, especially the ministers, have to submit to the ruling authorities. Now, we know where the, where the, where the draw the line is. If they tell pastors, burn your Bibles, we draw the line. Pastor, you can't preach no longer Jesus, we draw the line. But this is for the safety of people and safety of all of us. I sent you a text yesterday. Let's keep social distance in our church. And I can see it's separate so much. Amen. Uh, a pastor friend of ours sent us a picture. They had to take out, I think they only have two chairs in every other aisle. And I said, you, you're only going to have pe- a room for 50 people. That's all we need. <laughs> amen. Come on, church. Come on, church. Amen. So what does it represent? I re- represent this pause moment is just allowing you to be over flooded with the joy of the Holy Spirit in your life. Hallelujah, amen. I want you to look at John 14 now. Go with me to John 14. Now that's why it's so important. Yes, you have the word of God. Yes, you're powerful. Yes, you're over the disease that God will deliver you out of the plagues and out of the insects. Yes, God will hold you, but you still have to hear from heaven. You still got to obey. If we don't obey the word and try to do something or no, think it's by faith, the word in disobedience. But notice what John, the 14th chapter says. Come on, church. John 14. Oh, there's so much to read about Jesus here. But let's, let's, let's focus in on verses 17. Even the spirit of truth. Say with me, the spirit of truth. That's the Holy Ghost. The spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost tells you the truth. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him for he, he, the Holy Ghost dwells in you and he and shall be in you. Oh, come on, church. The Holy Ghost is in me. That means he is in me now. I'm not of the world. I know the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost speaks the truth. The Holy Spirit speaks the truth. So in this waiting process, I'm excited because it represents Jesus living in me by the power of the Holy Ghost, instructing me how to pray, instructing me how to walk, instructing me how to preach, instructing me what to do in these days of the pause moment. Hallelujah. Amen. He speaks the truth. Look at John. Uh, uh, You're not far from there, but I want you to see something here. John 16 now. You're not far from there. Hallelujah. John 16, verses 15. He says, all things, all things that the Father hath, Jesus says, are mine. Amen. Therefore said I, Jesus, that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. Who's that he? The Holy Spirit. So let's read it. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, Jesus, I, that the Holy Spirit shall take of mine and show it unto you. So this pause moment, what does it represent? Holy Spirit showing you things that Jesus is saying. I love it when you and I pray and we're Holy Ghost led. If we're Holy Ghost led, then he, which is the Holy Ghost, is leading us how to pray effectively see we used to pray with this fearful prayers worried prayers scared prayers concerned prayers sickly prayers you don't don't hear i'll give you a good example a plane was carrying a pastor's daughter and the church's staff 
to a conference. Pastor wasn't on board. Two pilots. Well, the pilot was fighting the plane. Couldn't keep that plane controlled. So he, put, he came on the intercom and says, y'all start praying. We're going down. The co-pilot lived to tell what happened. He said when the pilot said to pray, he said he heard them praying in the Holy Ghost. And the plane exploded. But he said, I prayed and took authority over the spirit of death. I will not die, he said. So he said this very clearly, which, which my spiritual aunt said this so clearly, and, my, and one of my spiritual fathers said this so clearly. He says this, when you're empowered by the Holy Ghost, you have power how to pray. So you need to ask God how to pray over situations, not to pray to the problem in God's language. You see what I'm saying? So they were praying. Now, listen to what I'm saying. When you pray in tongues, what are you doing? You're praying directly to God. But that's too late when your plane's going down to pray that way. You need to know how to pray. You need to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over this plane. We're not going down in Jesus' name. We speak to those engines. Engines, you'll be strong. You'll fly us through. I rebuke the spirit of death. We're not going down in the name of Jesus. Give pilot wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. See, that ought to be the first thing that rises out of you. But so many Christians pray. I've heard people, I've heard people in church, let's pray, church, let's pray. Wait, 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 wait. What are you praying? I, I, well, you know, you, you, I'm just concerned. No, you need to pray Holy Ghost, but you need to know how to pray over these certain things. Are you getting with me, church? So not only does this represent the power of the Holy Ghost on you, but this is the Holy Spirit who's going to guide you into all truth. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to show you uh, how to counsel your walk rather than search for it on Google. I go to Google, but I'd rather go to God and find out, God, what does this mean? What, does, what are you saying in this situation? Hallelujah, amen. I want to know what the Father is saying. He operates completely within you. Say it within me. The Father is operating within you. He gives you authority. He's given you promises. He tells us how to pray. He tells us what, what's going to come. He tells us how to be caught, not to be caught off guard. We're told by the Holy Spirit what to do in certain situations. But he also tells us what to do with the situation. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember when we needed money for this church. We needed a down payment. Lord, what do we do? We have, we, we, I'm believing for you. I'm believing for you. Your word says in 11.11 that we have a place. It's a beautiful place. I'm confessing the beautiful place. I'm believing for a beautiful place. Father, but I thank you that we have it already. We have it already. We have it already. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we have it. And then we started praying in tongues and praying in tongues. And then all of a sudden we got illumination. Oh, Jesus. I know what to do. Amen. Why? Because we trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can you say amen? I want you to stand up, church. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. Notice this. What does all this represent? It doesn't represent for you to sleep all day long and fiddle on the computer and watch soap operas or what do you call them? Soap, soap operas? Is that what they call them? All day long. That stuff is junk. Amen. He, he's not calling us to. This is the time to pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, um, I want to pray today, Holy Ghost. What would you have me pray? And all of a sudden you get illumination. Amen. Amen. 
you know how to pray. And then you get in that word and you find, now Father, speak to me. You know, I've been praying Psalms 91 every day, two, two months before this coronavirus came. Two months. Been praying Psalms 91, Pastor Christine, all day long. I mean, all more in the morning, Psalms 23, Matthew 6, Matthew 5. Been praying that for almost two months before the coronavirus came. I, I said, Lord, okay, Lord, I thank you. It's a, it's a powerful scripture. And I would just read it. Just keep reading it every morning before my coffee. Just be reading it. Cover myself. Cover myself with the blood of Jesus. And then when this coronavirus junk came, I said, Lord, thank you for giving me the armor to know how to pray during this time. So what does that mean? God is already working way before this ever came. Now, in this pause moment that you're in, in this home, whatever you call it, stay-at-home issue, and there's still a lot of people, uh, Pastor Abel and them, they're not having church because they meet in their home, and he says, our home is too small to have social distancing. We'd have to have one in the kitchen, one in the living room, one in the garage, and one in the backyard, and he says, so we're just going to be watching you. They're watching today. All their church is watching us in each of their home. And then I, I take it further. There's other people that are watching us because they're not going to their church because they can't go to their churches. My mother's church, they can't meet unless they meet, unless they have the 25% requirement. And so the 25% requirement is their whole praise and worship team. So she said, my sister called me one day. She says, in fact, church, Wednesday after church, she called me. She said, oh, I'm, I forgot my brother. Uh, we're, well, you have in church. So no, we finished. I need to ask some advice. What do I do? Do we keep everybody home? Do I bring the praise and worship team? And the Holy Spirit just rose up in me. And I said, you tell the whole praise and worship team to come, keep their social distance, and start preparing people to come back to the church. In other words, prepare the way for them to watch it back into the church. And that's what they've been doing this morning. Amen. Because see, if you try to invite their church or any church to come, they'll pack that place out. Forget about social distancing. She says, no, we have to do it. We got to do it right. I said, I know, Mama. You got to do what's right. You got to follow the law. Joel Osteen uh, last night sent a message to all those who were part of uh, uh, the Champions Network. Uh, our church is part of the Champions Network we represent uh, Lakewood's church here in Oklahoma whenever there's a representation going on or something. I'd like for them to have a night of hope again so we can go half front seat. But anyway, uh, he, he told everybody, he says, you know, we're, we're apologists. We're not going to open our church yet. We, we're not, we're not going to have church yet. Just watch online. We apologize. The day will come that we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. But right now, we're just for wisdom, you know. Try to get 25% of their people in their church. Hey, <laughs> man, forget social distancing. So he had to make a wise decision. So what does that represent? While you're at home, while you're at home, furloughed, taking care of the baby, being at home. For those that are staying at home, what I'm saying. I know some work. This is a time to reflect on those three points. Number one, my physical provision is working for me right now. Devil thought he could take my finances. It's working for me because I'm a tither. I'm a giver. It's working for me through this. Now, remember, church didn't suffer any financial difficulties during this time. To me, that's a blessing. 
That's a blessing. To me, that's a blessing. That tells me that you stood upon the word and you says, nothing's going to stop me from giving. So your provision's still working. Number two, remember number two, revelation of God's word. Oh, Jesus. That's what I'm telling you. Get a journal next to your bed. Write things down during this time. It's going to benefit you. You're going to find out God's speaking to you. Say, Pastor, I, I, he's not speaking to me. Oh, yes, he is. Just get in that word. Get into Psalms. Get, 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 just find you a scripture. And meditate on that scripture. Find you one scripture. Just meditate in all day and just meditate. Let, just chew on it like, like a cow chews cud. Just chew on it. Just chew on it. And you'll find out, wow, that scripture means so much to me. You'll not forget it. You'll not forget that scripture during this time. And the third one, what is it? The power that you have in you, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in you. We're blessed, people. We're blessed. God's taking care of you provisionally. He's given you revelation of his word. And he's given you he himself inside of you. Power. Amen. Lift your hands, everyone here. Those that are watching, lift your hands. Father, we receive today your word into our lives. I receive this word into my life. I thank you for the provision that you're working on me right now through this. I will see in a greater way. I thank you for a revelation of the word of God in me right now. <laughs> you're speaking to me, God. And I thank you for the power that's in me by the Holy Ghost. So, Lord, as May 31st comes, as we celebrate Pentecost, Lord, I'm celebrating Pentecost now, but we understand 31st is on calendar, but, Lord, I'm celebrating the power of God now, right now, in Jesus' name. Now, pray in the Holy Ghost Church. All of us pray in tongues right now. Hallelujah. Oh, show ribo sabrekata. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somrinda varekata. Hallelujah. Oh, somroa. Lamrida bomrota bra. Yiribikolo shota. Father, thank you for the power that is residing in me. Oh, Jesus, thank you for the power of God on me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You said it is important. It is expedient that you go away. For if you go not away, you cannot send the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. So, Father, you had to recognize and realize that Jesus had to leave so that we, your believers on earth, can be endued with power to be witnesses in these last days. And, Father, thank you for this is the greatest days to be alive. This is the greatest days for the believers because, Lord, we're going to see you. Oh, we lift up our eyes for God, you're coming soon. Oh, for our Redeemer cometh. Oh, you're coming soon, Jesus. Oh, you're coming soon, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Father. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you excited, church? Hallelujah. Are you excited? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.